Hello, 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 and welcome back to 12 Ounces Sobriety Podcast. My name is Pat Sharp, here with my awesome co-host, Carson Waddell. Happy to be here. Welcome. We have an interview today. It's kind of just a cross-interview where we were basically interviewed by another podcast, and she just wanted to kind of do a little cross promotion, and so we'll play that. Uh, but you know, we have a few things first that we kind of want to get into. Um, you know, something a little bit more serious. So generally, you know, we try to keep this podcast very lighthearted because we're having a great time in sobriety. We want the message to be out there to everybody that you know sobriety is great, and for anybody that's Another message we have is not to relapse. If you do, you know, realize it right away and get back on the wagon. But there, there's a lot of reasons why, one, if you are in active addiction, you're trying to quit, um, you really need to. And two, anytime, you know, avoid those triggers, avoid relapse, because there are there's a lot of negative aspects to this disease. And, you know... It's not pretty, and I, I guess we kind of don't talk about it enough. And I think we'll—it's something that we need to discuss a little bit today. Yeah, so I just want to speak a little bit about some events that have occurred today. It's been a very emotional day for our community and our group of friends. We have a dear, dear friend of ours, one of the best friends that we made within our journey at the group therapy that we attended for uh, for some odd months. Uh, he's a wonderful human being. He has a wife. Uh, he has four kids, and, and he's really struggling right now. And we have felt the pain to some extent, not the fullest, but to some extent that he is feeling and that his family is feeling currently. And it's, it's days like these that um, really show – how serious this disease can be. Our friend is currently in the hospital. He has had uh, uh, issues with his liver for quite some time. It's been about a year now. When I met him, I, I was made aware that he had cirrhosis of the liver. Unfortunately, he chose his sobriety a little. I'm not going to say it was too late, but it was later than it should have been, and he knows that. And his family knows that, and we know that. Last night, he uh, was rushed to the emergency room <clears throat> because his lungs were filled completely with uh, liquid. Because whenever your liver fails, when you indulge in anything, water, food, any type of, whether it's filled with nutrients or not, it doesn't matter what you take into your body, it doesn't have anywhere to go. The liver is designed to filter out toxins and to help um, distribute the nutrients that your body takes in to the appropriate places. And when that doesn't work, it doesn't have anywhere to go. And unfortunately, when he drinks water, any type of liquid, we're not talking about alcohol here, he hasn't drank in over a year or about a year, um, it goes to his lungs. And his lungs fill up with liquid constantly. He has to get liquid drained twice a week. Liters, we're talking liters and liters. The last time he got drained, it was 12 liters. That's a lot of liquid. If you, I mean, that, that is a lot of liquid. He's been struggling for a long time. And this man 
has been an inspiration to all of us, to our entire group, to me personally. His fight, his strength, his resilience. His, I will never, ever uh, forget that. Forget all the lives that he has touched. But right now, he is in a medically induced coma. His body is starting to give out, and his organs are failing. We do not know if he's going to make it. Um, when your body is in the shape that his body is in, even if he were to uh, be a candidate for a liver transplant, even if they do find a liver, which we hope that they do, we don't know if his body can handle it. It is a very strenuous process. Not only the process itself, but afterwards, post-surgery, it takes a lot of medicine. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of therapy, physical therapy, to help that liver properly function in a foreign body. So our thoughts and prayers are going to this family, to this man, who will remain unnamed for obvious reasons. But please, if you are listening to this, whether you're religious or not, whether you want to pray, whether you want to send up your thoughts, whatever that may be, please send them. Because we are heartbroken, and we hope more than anything that this this man can make it through. Because we love him, we care about him, and we want him to be able to share his story. He was supposed to share his story in this podcast. We actually mentioned it, and he was not physically able to do so. And... um I'd I'd give away every cent that every dollar that I have in my bank account to have him sit next to us in one month, two months, a year, and to be able to sit here with us and share that story because it's a phenomenal story and I hope that he can live and live a long, fruitful life to be able to share that. But the reason we share this is to stress once again and we don't like to get too serious on this, but it is a serious topic. We need you guys to understand, as we have come to understand, that this is not a joking game. This is not, this is not a joke. This is not, you know, we need to understand that alcoholism and addiction is very, very serious. We've said already that it's the third leading cause of death, and that is an actual fact. And we are living that right now. I don't say this to scare you. I say this to tell you. I say this to help you understand that if you do have an issue or you think you might have an issue, please come to terms sooner than later. And with that said, um, Pat, I I will give it back to you. Yeah, you know, luckily... And I say this a lot. I, I've said it on this podcast many a times. I I am very. I feel very fortunate that in my time in active addiction, I didn't seriously hurt anybody. I never got arrested, and, and I didn't seriously injure uh, or hurt myself or do any you know permanent damage. But there's such a fine line there sometimes between, especially with liver uh, damage. So the liver has it didn't have many nerve endings in it. That's why a lot of times liver conditions and liver disorders are not diagnosed because you don't really, it's funny. I was actually reading a book that we're going to be discussing on here. Um, there, the author had mentioned about the liver. 
a lot of times it's too late when you find out you have a liver problem because nobody you don't know that there's pain there that there's that your liver is damaged until it keeps swelling and starts pushing on your other organs and that's when it can become painful and things like that and that's when you'll go check it out and and at that time you know a lot of times it's it's too late to where you know the only uh, solution is a liver transplant and you know having somebody that i know personally that needs a liver and going day by day it is a struggle as Carson had mentioned you know the fluid build up and getting that drained off and not having the energy to do anything and and he's been dealing with this for you know over a year and it's just it's a motivator for me and a reminder for me of what will happen to me if I go back out there and drink again and that's true of of basically all of us you know I've mentioned this before alcoholism is it you know the third leading cause of death in this country and i know for me if i go back out and start drinking again it will be an early grave for me now hopefully um our friend pulls through and makes it through but it's very serious right now and it it and the reason it is serious is due to um, drinking and due to alcohol and i just i think sometimes we are in this society we are very much people of it will never happen to me. I never thought I would become an alcoholic, and I know Carson didn't either. But here here we are, both alcoholics, both in recovery, and, and both know somebody that is, you know, struggling to hang on because this disease is trying to take their life from them. And so just wanted to kind of really take a moment to discuss that because it has happened to us. It's happened to people we know, um, and and possibly happening to somebody that's very close to us as as the most severe consequence of this disease. Other than your heart, your liver is the most important organ in your body, and people don't appreciate it enough. They don't, and it's because they don't understand how much your liver does for you. That is. Your saving grace. It doesn't just have to be filtering alcohol and bad substances. It filters everything for you. Every time you get fast food, every time you eat something that is not quote unquote good for you, every time you drink a soda, it doesn't matter. That is the backbone of your body. It helps you get the nutrients that you need. It helps everything else function properly. And you have to treat it with respect. The liver can heal itself, but not if it's too late. You have to catch it before it's too late. And we hope that our friend, for our friend, for our friend's family, that it's not too late. But it is very close, if not already too late. Yeah, the liver can regenerate itself for the most part, Um until it gets to a certain level of damage, and then it, it will no longer. Once there's enough cells that have died in your liver, then there is no uh, regenerating of those cells. And, and that's what happens when uh, you get into cirrhosis of the liver. And once you're at cirrhosis of the liver, you know, stage four, it's either get a liver transplant or there's not much hope. And another thing to kind of think about with this is if you – if you have cirrhosis of the liver due to alcoholism, 
you're not going to be put right on that transfer. No, um, I was that about to list. Say that. You're you're not going to be the number one candidate for a transplant. It's just not going to happen because we have done that damage to ourselves. And by no means am I trying to to blame anybody or blame our friend here because it could have been me, it could have been Carson, it could have been any of us, uh, because you don't know how your liver is reacting to the alcohol, the massive amounts of alcohol that we would put into our bodies. And um, some of us, it will happen quicker than others, but you don't know. It's just kind of almost a ticking time bomb. So I, I don't want to place blame there. Uh, but if you do get in that situation, you know, you're not going to be at the top of that list. You're going to need to prove that you deserve a liver and it's not just well quit drinking for a while and you'll get put on that list i mean there's a ton of other stuff to make sure that you're healthy enough to even receive that liver and a lot really goes into it so don't just think well i can wait until i get to that point and then i'll just get myself a new liver like no you want to avoid that at all cost there are many people that need livers and a, a, the majority of them need them not for something that they did. People are born with liver diseases that were not caused by anything that they did. So naturally, and it does make sense, but naturally, they are going to be top of the list. They didn't do anything to deserve that. So they're the first to get them. And livers aren't available like ice cream at a summer camp. You know, they're not sitting around. There are a lot of other variables that are taken into play when it comes to getting a liver. There are a lot of things have to match up. Timing um, is, is, a big, is a big part of it. Um, you never know when someone unfortunately passes that has the right liver for you. And then you have to be at the top of the list. You have to be the right candidate and alcoholic candidates are not at the top of the list and as much as it pains me to say this it makes perfect sense i completely understand as a surgeon as a doctor as someone in healthcare, that i'm not going to give a liver to someone who did that to themselves over someone who did not deserve this and is born with something um that is an issue that needs a liver so a lot of things go on and you have to be very fortunate yeah. In this in this particular situation, I know one person who was an alcoholic who ended up getting a liver, and he was about five days away from dying before he got it. The stars aligned for him. He was very fortunate. He was not apparently meant to pass away. I really hope that that is the case with our friend. But again, there's no telling what is going to happen, and you have to understand that there's a very, very good chance if you do this to yourself, there's not going to be a good outcome. And, you know, looking up statistics online, there's around 15,000 people um, at any given time that need a liver, and one-fifth of those will not get one. And um, they they will just not receive one in time. And so, um, again, just trying to... I know it's a, it's heavy to talk about, but it's important to talk about. It's important to really discuss of why we need to be stay sober and get sober, and um, you know, a reason why we want 
to help out and why we're doing this podcast so we can reach those before they're too late into their addiction to where something bad really happens. And, you know, again, I, I feel very fortunate that I am not in that position and I know Carson does too. But it, we both could have been. Yeah. And it easily could have been. And so I, you know, I, I just want everybody out there to take this, you know, take very seriously, take sobriety seriously, take your addiction seriously. You know, if you're listening to this, even if you're listening to this and you're not a full fledged, full blown alcoholic yet, because you will turn into one, quit before you get to that point. Or even if you're just a, you know, a weekend warrior drinker, it, that can still have long-term effects on your health. You know, look at it, take a step back, reprioritize your life, you know, quit drinking, quit drinking. And, you know, so if you have any questions about any of that, always feel free to reach out to us. I'm more than happy to talk about it. Absolutely. Please reach out to us. Um, please send us messages that we, we absolutely love it. We want to be there to support you, but we can't support you if we don't know. We can't support you if you don't reach out to us. So please do not hesitate. We are here. So with that, we will go to our interview with Denise. She is interviewing us for, uh, for a change, which is kind of, it's kind of fun. Um, but she has a phenomenal podcast, and she's a wonderful speaker, and um, we consider her a great friend now. So please enjoy this. This is uh, relatively quick. It's about 15 minutes, but uh, enjoy, and we'll, be, we'll uh, be back in a second. All right. Well, that is where we left everything yesterday. Uh, two things have happened. One, uh, we were going to insert an interview that – was recorded by somebody else and there's going to be a delay and she said she won't be able to get us the interview until uh, friday so that'll probably be out monday next week we'll have that the other thing the more pressing issue at this time is our friend that we had just talked about uh, he it was a less than 24 hours ago uh, he has since passed away unfortunately we talked about it being getting sober before it's too late and or you know getting that liver before it's too late and unfortunately for him uh a time ran out and it was too late and you know we are saddened by it because as we were talking about yesterday just a a great person i'm glad that in this last six months i truly got to know him i'm lucky that you know i spoke with him via text on saturday uh, which was only a couple days ago he had reached out and I talked to him on the phone about a week and a half ago. Um, unfortunately, it is you know we we talked about it earlier. I, we recorded it yesterday. I know you just listened to it, but um, the the seriousness that is alcoholism and what it can really lead to, and unfortunately, it led to an untimely death here. And we're not talking about somebody in their seventies. We're talking about somebody in their mid forties. And uh, this disease ended their life prematurely. Yeah, I, I think I can speak for both of us when I say that we are uh, truly heartbroken. Um, after getting the news this morning, I was truly hoping that uh, our episode would have been dropped today after we spoke about him, and um, and that we would have had the opportunity to uh, see him get through this and have him on our podcast to share his story because it's a it was truly a wonderful story. It still is a wonderful story. Despite the outcome, how much he fought, uh, his resilience, uh, 
cannot be um, cannot possibly be overstated. He fought so hard for his family, for his health, and he did all the right things. Um, and I'm very proud of him for that. I think we all are, um, and it, I admire him for that. And it's it's a shame that it was too late. But um, with that said, we do have to stress, and you know, time and time again, that this is a very serious issue, and and this is not a place that anybody wants to be in. Yeah, and he wanted to share a story on this podcast because he wanted to help others. That's all he to, wanted to do. Yeah, to avoid going through what he was going through. Unfortunately, he just didn't have the strength really to do it. And it, and I understand it was tough for him to really talk about and share. He wanted to uh, because of his message could really help people. And he didn't want to see anybody else go through what he's had to endure over the last you know year, year and a half. And unfortunately, you know, he can't. And we'll try to share that that message that he was wanted to provide everybody that, you know, don't get into that situation that he was quit before it is too late. And, you know, truly understand that life is precious. Spend time with your loved ones. Treat people with respect. You know, uh, luckily he had a a very good relationship with his higher power and hopefully he is no longer suffering because you know this last year has been very tough on him uh, but he was he was going about each day um, with 100 percent effort and doing like carson just said all the right things he was trying to to beat this and uh, unfortunately it, it did not happen i don't want to sound too cliche here but i do feel the need to say it you know, the last time I saw our friend, um, it was about two weeks ago, and uh, he had just graduated from the outpatient. Um, and and just to remind everybody, we we all met in an intensive. And real quick, I want to add, he was already six months sober when he entered the outpatient treatment program that Carson and myself were involved in. He didn't need to go through it. He went through it to help keep building himself and building his sobriety and w- trying to do gain any advantage he could to get moved on that that donor list and so he it, when we're saying that he was fighting um for you know fighting to survive he was he didn't have to go through that grueling process that we did um but he did and he is already six months sober when he started where we were at day one and so that's just kind of i just wanted to mention that sorry to cut you off that you know that that's something that was um selfless that he had done no no i'm i'm glad you said that he had he had his sobriety time was more than pat and i combined by a little bit and and that you know like like pat just said he he started and he did not have to go through this program, but he started it because he wanted to continue to do the right things. He wanted to help other people, and he did just that. But what I was going to say was, you know, the last time I saw him, I, you know, he graduated. I gave him a hug, and I told him I loved him. And I'm not trying to make this about me. My point is, is despite because we are fully aware of the polarization throughout not only our country but throughout the world with all of the different opinions and issues going on people are bantering and fighting and people are angry um i'm a i'm a culprit of that to a large extent 
But what it boils down to is always treat people with love and respect and always tell the people that you love that you love them because you never know when your last day on earth is going to be. We knew our friend did not have too much time on this earth, but even with that said, it still happened abruptly. It still was so shocking for it to go downhill so quickly. And um, I'm just glad that we were able to show him the love that we have for him and uh, show him how much we care about him because he did the same for us. And so to him and to his family, we have all the love in the world. And, and for you guys, please, whether it's prayer, whether it's thoughts, what, whatever you believe in, it does not matter. Just please send love to this family. Um, keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, because they are going through a very difficult time right now. And if you happen to know this person, there's there's a reason we're not using this person's name. Um, you know, we want to we give him some respect in the name of anonymity and not, um, you know, let his family, family grieve. Uh, if you do know this person like we do, I suggest you uh, eat a piece of bread and in uh in honor of this guy and if you knew him well you'll know exactly what we mean by that so with that uh we're gonna wrap it here today uh book review on thursday coming up on alcohol lied to me by craig beck which is a fantastic book excited to talk about that the interview that was supposed to be on this episode we'll have out next week at some point and uh if you have any questions, comments, concerns, always feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at 12, Ounce, 12 Ounces Sobriety Podcast or on Gmail at 12 Ounces Sobriety Pod at gmail.com. Uh, once again, thank you. Thanks. Thanks.